Hey, OL Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back, score, what a beautiful move, and welcome back, Connor. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick, he's got it. This, this is Oil Country. Willow DeMars, what a save by Cam Talbot, he got him with a left pass. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. And he can see no reasons, because there are no reasons. What reason do you need to be sure? bit of boomtown rats welcome everybody this is oilers now it is 1206 in edmonton oilers are just wrapping up a practice uh coming off what was a underperforming week a uh, uh week that saw the team uh well uh, they they now dropped four straight games including one in a, a shootout but nonetheless coming off a loss against the colorado avalanche we are a week away from the NHL trade deadline. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Joining us on today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, regular Monday contributor from NHL on Hockey on Rogers, Mike Johnson. Uh, we will take a interactive uh, session hour with you as well, uh, in which we'll take calls at 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us at Oilers Now at 630chat.com. And uh, with the Maple Leafs being busy here over the last 48 hours, Gord Stellick, former Toronto Maple Leafs general manager, longtime Toronto-based media personality, will uh, be a guest on today's edition of Oilers Now as well. Again, here's how you get hold of us. You email us at oilersnow at 630chat.com. It's presented by Holmes Miami. You can text us at 630-630. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of our show, go to 630chat.com slash podcasts. Uh, Tomorrow, the Oilers will take on the Ottawa Senators to close out their uh, six-game homestand, which has now become a uh, it's uh, been a disappointing one. The team has gone uh, one, three, and one. Um, too many mistakes, not enough goals, not enough confidence, uh, and nine victories in 30 games since Oscar Clefbaum has gone out of the lineup, which just reinforces again the orders. With even with Clefbaum in, we're challenged on the back end, but uh, he has uh, his absence has been massive, and at times the weaknesses in the orders back end has been glaring. And it's you know the team needs to learn how to play defense. That's a given, uh, but you also have got to uh, have a scenario uh, where. You know, defensemen can move the puck and not be shinbad assassins when shooting the puck. Uh, orders don't get enough pucks through from the point. They don't. Uh, they don't transition the puck as effectively as they could. And I think these are the sort of things that uh, Peter Shirelli will make a concerted effort as the general manager of the team. Uh, and, and it may not be by the trade deadline, but uh, certainly in the off season, in terms of upgrading the Oilers uh, defensively, I don't think that's there's any debate about that. Just hitting on the trade deadline, quick, Bob. You see Polak and Spalling get two second round yeah. picks. That must be good news for Shrelly and company. Uh, well, yes and no, because I think San Jose massively overpaid in that trade, 
And to, I understand giving up the one second rounder, but I actually think the reason why they gave up the second one uh, was because they wanted to get out of Latoris' contract. Because Nick Spalling, to me, is a nothing forward. I mean, he is – there's – 200 guys in the American Hockey League on the precipice of being what mix. I mean, what's he got? One goal this season. I mean, he's a pretty pedestrian player. So I think San Jose did well, but I also think San Jose is a little bit desperate. I think this is the last year for the Sharks. Um, that said, I've been wrong before. I'm the first to admit to it. Uh, Stoffer Inspector, by the way, tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. HRA, this province was built on the back of our horse. Proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund. Over 7,000 employed, over 7,000 uh, horses. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're a week out again. Just we'll, we'll do this now before we get into the recap and some comments on uh, the loss against Colorado. It is my belief that the Edmonton Oilers are an organization that is a secondary target at this time. Uh, players like Teddy Purcell and Justin Schultz may, as other guys get picked up or scoop, may at that time become a little bit more attractive to those teams in need. I don't think they're primary targets. I do not think we're talking a big... Um, blockbuster type deal at the trade deadline now can Neil Yakupov get moved at some point yeah he could but I wouldn't consider based on production a Yakupov trade to be a uh, a blockbuster the two most likely candidates to to find a new home might be Purcell and Schultz and then possibly even Laurie Korpikoski um, and then in terms of addressing the defense I think where the orders draft may play a factor on that and we got to see how the final 20 games plays out as well um you know, if Edmonton drafts one, two, or three, you would have to think the Oilers would look at taking one of those. There's some big forwards there, and then turning around and maybe trading one of their other forwards that maybe have been here for a few years to address the defense. Now, if Edmonton, you know, slides further down, and that can happen despite where the Oilers finish up uh, this year at the end of the year, and we all know where the Oilers are right now. They're in 30th, and it's been a major disappointment. And I get it. I get the fans. Here we go again. Uh, I still think that you, you've got Connor McDavid and you've got Leon Dreisaitl and you haven't seen your team totally healthy all season long, which is not an excuse. The team still shouldn't be in 30th place, even given the context of who's been out and the fact that in many cases the wrong players have been out. But uh, there are some pieces here to work with, and I do think that this could, could turn for the orders. And I think it could turn pretty quickly. But it's not going to turn until they improve the defense. There's no question. So, you know, you haven't had Clefbaum for half a year. That's played a factor, especially if you're counting him as a top four defenseman. I think we know Sekra is a top four defenseman. That, that you know, that would give you two between Clefbaum and Sekra. Now, could one of Nurse or Davidson next year be counted on to be a top four? Or should that be your third pairing? Well, that's when you're talking you know, the potential of getting some other D-man in here. Uh, the other thing that's happened is you've had some guys that were counted on to be top four defensemen that have not delivered. Justin Schultz simply has not delivered. Justin Schultz in 2012-13 had eight goals and 27 points. 27 points was the combined amount that T.J. Brody and Tyson Berry had that season. If you had told me at the end of that lockout year that uh, T.J. Brody would be a top-pairing NHL defenseman and that Tyson Berry would be commanding $6 million plus uh, coming up uh, in a contract, and he's going to get that much. 
and that Justin Schultz would have played himself literally right out of uh, the mix long-term at Edmonton, I would have said you're crazy. Think about it. Take yourself back. This is revisionist history. I mean, you would have, could have, should have, you know, it's, it's sort of like the Yakupov discussion. Neil Yakupov scored 17 goals in 2012-13. He led the Oilers in goal scoring. Now, what happened to Schultz and Yakupov, an organization needs to look internally in and ask, is there something that we did that played a factor in those players not growing and developing and becoming better? Not only becoming better, they got worse. So, you know, that's not a... I think that uh, anybody out there that's in the business world, when things go wrong, you need to look internally in first thing. And I think there's going to be a lot of soul-searching going on with the Oilers. Uh, they're coming in off a loss against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Here's the sound. By Calvin Pickard, starting tonight for Colorado. Teddy Purcell, right point, shot, redirected right off the mask. Rebound, what a save. Rebound, score! Taylor Hall pumps it by Calvin Pickard. The assist to Leon Reisettle. And Hall's got 20 this year. Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead. Here's a shot wide from Tyson Berry. High slot in front. Mitchell scores. Beautiful feed from Como. And Mitchell made no mistake with Talbot down and out, having lost sight of the puck. That's Mitchell's ninth of the year, and Colorado has tied the game 1-1. In the blue paint for a moment, and Barry took it away. Pouliot had the best chance to try to muscle that home, could not. Gregorenko through the neutral zone, gives it up. McGinley in front, score! What a beautiful entry feed, and Tyson Barry puts it away for a 2-1 Colorado lead. Loose in the right corner, squeezed it along the Dashers. Landeskog, Tyson Barry coming off the left half boards. Colorado... The lead remains 2-1. Barry gets it back from Tangay. Wrist shot. Score! Right through Cam Talbot. And Barry has two to go along with an assist. The Avalanche extend to a 3-1 lead. And the Oilers have an on-man rush. Here's Hall to Drysaddle. Avalanche back yet, but Drysaddle finds Purcell. A shot save. Rebound. Score! They're going to wave it off immediately. And it's going to be a penalty to Taylor Hall for goaltender interference. Great play to hold it in. Everly short side and a save made by Picker. Davidson held it in. Rebound. Score! Benoit Pouillon dead by Everly. But Davidson makes the play at the blue line. And Colorado wants to challenge this. But Brandon Davidson held the puck in. And Edmonton rams it home to make it 3-2. Davidson has 10 seconds to go. Taken down. Loose puck. Muscled back behind the Edmonton net. Four seconds to play. Long stretch pass out to Drysaddle. Hendricks at center ice. The horn sounds. And Colorado hangs on to win 3-2. to two. All right. Uh, so the Avalanche ultimately win that game 3-2. to two. And, you know, the Oilers' last four minutes played with uh, frenetic energy that they needed to play with earlier in the game. I think that's a given. Uh, this group doesn't have a lot of confidence right now. And... It, it, I mean, this has been a disappointing uh, homestand. There's really no other way to say it. I mean, you would have expected more uh, out of the team. And uh, that's that. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us Oilers Now at 630ched.com. Todd McClellan had this to say on the loss. Yeah, they did. I... I... You know, we made some mistakes, again, that are very preventable. Um, I think a Barry's goal, we're, we're in position. 
and that's an easy sort out that we have. There's two guys prepared to do the job. We just don't communicate, so nobody does the job. And um, that's just a little thing. Talking on the ice and, and uh, sharing responsibility and communicating with each other prevents, you know, a goal a week. And we gave up one tonight due to that. So uh, that's disappointing. I thought we had, again, we had some good looks around the net. Um, again, tonight, I don't think we got shots through as much as we need to. So it's something that we have to work on. Uh, but they do a very good job of fronting and clogging up the net front. So, uh, But a better game, I thought, tonight than against Minnesota. McClellan uh, had a, a comment. Obviously, there was a disallowed goal. You heard Jack's call on that. Uh, I felt it was going to remain a disallowed goal, though I have to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm a little bit perplexed as to what is viewed as goaltender interference versus what is not. Um, there seems to be a lot of goalie influence in hockey. But here's Todd McClellan on the whole goal, not counting. No, I'm going to. 48 hours ago, we were. Uh... You know, a goal was allowed against us because apparently we pushed somebody into the crease. Today, first of all, we were allowed a, a review call. I, I don't know why we were allowed it because if there's a penalty and we touch the puck, it's a dead play. It's not a goal anyhow. But I was allowed the review, so it makes sense that they would go over and look at it. And if they're going to review it, they would clearly see that Taylor was pushed into uh, the goaltender. Uh, when I looked at it on the bench and now when I looked at it after, I can read Sherwood or whatever kind of stick that McKinnon uses right in, in Taylor's ribs, pushing him into the goaltender. Now, maybe they didn't have that, that version. I don't know. I don't know what they get over there on the little iPad, but the one that I had, we could have had our meeting at the bench and it would have been a lot clearer. <laughs> you can feel the frustration, and that's, you know, it's the way it's been going. I mean, David Perron knew what he was doing the other night with Anaheim. That was a critical juncture in the game. Uh, goals like that were scored all the time 15, 18 years ago. And conversely, I mean, sure seemed to me like Nate McKinnon pushed Taylor Hall into Lynette or into the goaltender who was outside of the goal. Here is Taylor Hall on the uh, goal not counting. Oh, I mean, I'm definitely, my momentum's definitely going in there. Um, but just as a whole, I mean, I watch a lot of hockey, and uh, this coach's challenge is really, I mean, it's its tough. And you're asking the referee to admit he's wrong in front of 18,000 people um, by watching a six-inch tablet. And, I mean, the Wi-Fi in our rink is mediocre at best. So that's what we're relying on. And its it's been both ways. And... Uh, Certainly we've been on the other side, and this is not a shot at the refs tonight. I don't envy that position at all, um, having to make that decision. But I feel like we'd be better served if it went to a third party. Um, you know, there's got to be some kind of mediator here. It's, it's not in our nature to admit we're wrong. So, like I said, I don't envy the position that the refs are in, but it's just a tough play overall. That's a great clip, and uh, the maturity that uh, Taylor Hall showed in that situation, uh, exceptional little uh, debate about it. I mean, it's a 25-year-old, 24-year-old guy who recognizes and appreciates the position that the officials are in. Todd McClellan had this to say on the Edmonton Oilers being 30th overall. Uh, well, if you don't win enough games, that's where you are, and uh, that's what we're doing right now. It's disappointing for all of us, um, for the whole organization. That's not uh, where we thought we would be. 
Um, so obviously uh, the workload that we thought we had earlier in the year at the beginning of the year is even greater. And um, there's no other way, there's no easy way, there's no magic wand. It's uh, continue to pound away and try and make individuals better and make the team better collectively. And, and again, uh, and you can text us at 630-630 if you disagree, but to me it's it's blatantly obvious that the Edmonton Oilers have to improve their defense. And uh, you can talk about the makeup of the forwards. I think the goaltending is a little bit more settled carrying forward with Cam Talbot, though he hasn't been lights out of late. Uh, it's not an easiest team to play goal for, but I think they're better situated long-term in goal. They've got to upgrade their D. Now, can you use a pick at the draft to upgrade a D? Can you use free agency? Uh, it's a little bit light in terms of potential free agents out there. Uh, or are we talking trade or some combination of two or three? Are you trading a pick? And you don't know where you're picking yet. But if you got some solutions, send them in. Texas at 630-630. And look, P.K. Subban's not getting traded. So don't bother, you know, the order's number one pick plus, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins for P.K. Subban. They're not trading P.K. Subban. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Do want to mention minor hockey season's almost over, but there's still time to salute your rink's own home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com backslash home ice. I do want to mention I attended an event last night at Roos Chris uh, with uh, some folks at ATB. Uh, John uh, Winwick and the gang, and uh, I must tell you that uh, Jason Strudwick, Rob Brown, and Jordan Everly did a stellar job at last night's event uh, with a meet and greet with some folks. It was uh, some really funny stories, and it was much appreciated to be a part of it last night. It was uh, educational, a lot of fun as well. 12:23 in Edmonton. When we come back on Winners Now, uh, Brendan Ulrich will bring you NHL today. Bob Stoffer down at uh, Rexall Place. Joe Norris today, by the way, recalled from the minors. Nikita Nikitin sent down. Uh, hey, Colorado came, Colorado left. Figure it out. Uh, and it's uh, Jordan Orstele now up for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and he played a fair amount on the right side. I have a feeling we might see him tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers uh, in action against the Ottawa Senators. From Rexall Place, this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12-26 in Edmonton, Bob Stauffer down to Rexall Place. The Oilers and the Ottawa Senators tomorrow, final game of a six-game homestand. Edmonton so far, 1-3-1. and one. Uh, Do you want to mention the best pizza in the city? Royal Pizza's still making it great. 40-plus years, Royal Pizza Stauffer recommendation. Mediterranean chicken, brand-new spot out in Ellerslie for Royal Pizza. Uh, Royal Pizza has catering as well at royalpizza.ca. To NHL today, Ford, Kentwood Ford, Kentwood Ford, with relationships with Oilers past and present, including Taylor Hall and Neil Yakupov, and here is Brennan Ulrich. Uh, four games on tap around the league tonight, Bob. We'll start with Boston. They're home to Columbus. The Bruins are back home after a six-game road trip. They went 4-2 and two and wrapped things up with a 7-3 win in Dallas on Saturday. Washington home to Arizona. Oliver ekman Larson, a game-time call for the Coyotes the lower body injury. The Coyotes five points back of the Preds for a wild-card spot. The Caps are 16-1-1 in their past 18 at home. Alex Ovechkin, nine goals in his last seven. Nashville and Montreal, the Habs are eight out of a playoff spot. The Preds are holding down that final Western Conference wildcard spot. They have at least a point in five straight. The Wild just behind them, though. 
there at one point back. And uh, we mentioned the trade that the Sharks made today. They're in uh, St. Louis tonight. Just when it looks like uh, the Blues are getting healthy, uh, Alex Steen goes down. Uh, he's been placed on IR with an upper body injury and will be re-evaluated in four weeks. Jared Allen has been activated from IR. Alex Petrangelo took the morning skate, so they're getting healthy, but a tough loss there with Alex Steen. Yeah, but they've got a good team. I mean, they haven't had quite the year they were hoping for. Uh, well, of late, they're, they're red hot. Yeah. Uh, a team that's getting better as the season moves along. Yeah, and they're they're going to be a threat. I don't know if they're going to be good enough to win it. For me, uh, I'm looking at one of the two teams in the Pacific, Anaheim and L.A. Um, as, as you know, we might have an Anaheim Winnipeg or Winnipeg Anaheim Washington Stanley Cup final. It's hard not to think that the Capitals aren't going to make some noise. Twelve twenty-eight in Edmonton. Off to a six thirty. Chad news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Mike Johnson.